first of all, cheers to, to being back. Cheers. Back to recording. Yeah, well, Clink. what you what you drinking there? Topo Chico hard seltzer. Mmm. I, uh, when I said I needed five because I was, uh, I got too crafty mm. with my cocktail. I was and like. Salted rim and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I was like, I'm, 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 let's just see what, what's knocking around in the old liquor cabinet. Um. And I used up the last of some tequila I have. I actually had to open another bottle because I didn't even have a full shot of it left. I was like, why did you still oh, wow. have this bottle here? Um, but it's a it's a St. Germain margarita. So rather than triple sec, you put St. Germain in and lime mm. juice and tequila. So let's see. Mm, no. What if you just like sprayed the screen? You're like, like just complete spit take. Like, this is terrible. Um, I do think... So I had some St. Germain at a friend's house a few weeks ago. She adds it to white wine because she's like, sometimes some white whites are too dry for me. So she'll like do a shot of St. Germain in it. And mine tastes different. I'm now wondering if mine's just like a little too old because I have had it for like three years. It doesn't taste bad. Maybe I'm if just it's like, a liqueur. Three years. I don't know if that's. I, I saw this thing the other day. I, like I've, I've gotten on TikTok because when I was on Instagram, all the videos I wanted to watch were TikToks. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I'm just going to get on TikTok. I have no interest in like adding to like, like creating a TikTok, but definitely like it's just this perfect, like it's like YouTube, but it's just little tiny videos. Mm-hmm. And I saw this thing that was like, you've been drinking this St. Germain. You should be drinking this St. Germain, like this elderflower liqueur. And I'm like, oh, they're going to tell me another one that's like better and cheaper. No, they told me how to make it. So first they're like, so first get some elderflowers. I'm like, <laughs> I'm out. I'm so out on this. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> I don't even know what if like if you put three like wilderness berries in front of me, I'd be like, I don't know which one of these is an elderberry. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it, that falls under the you know I'm just gonna buy it, and I bet that yeah. We, we've talked about this before, so to back up a little bit, uh, Matt is now like back right at the beginning of the pandemic in terms of his listen to craniacs and he's working backwards. And so I'll occasionally listen to the Mm. episodes that he's listening to just so I like, if he references something, I remember what he's talking about. And so I'm right in like the March, 2020 ones. And we're talking about things that we were like making from scratch that we used to buy at the store and whether or not it was worth it. We talk about, we talk about pie crust. Like I made a pie crust at one point and I was like, it was good, but it was not worth the like 12 hour process. Like it wasn't so good, so much better that it was worth it. That's how I feel about probably whatever elder elderflower liqueur you'll be making on your own. It's not going to be worth it. Yeah. And there's this thing, there's like a TikTok trend where someone will like go, Hey, here's 19 crimes, red wine, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, here's the one you should be drinking that's just as expensive or less expensive that's mm-hmm. lesser known mm-hmm. or like a, a gin or a whiskey or something and i thought so i thought that's what they're going to do here is like introduce me to a you know lesser known better elderflower liqueur no they're like the one you, like i like making fruit syrups because it's super easy to mm-hmm. do where it's just you add like equal weight fruit and then sugar and then you put it in a jar for like 24 hours and you kind of like put it in a pan and kind of like melt the yeah, rest of the sugar. It, yeah. And then all of a sudden you add that instead of simple syrup to whatever old fashioned you're having, it becomes a blackberry old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put it in with some rum and a little lime juice. It was pineapple and, and it was, it's wonderful. It's super easy to do. But like, again, I, it was like, you take the elderflowers at first you press them between two paper towels or something. There was like, I'm like, if this doesn't have one, like, <laughs> like one or two 
steps, I'm out. Like why? Like yeah. here's the step: reach for the elderflower liqueur. Step two: reach for your wallet. Like yeah, done. <laughs> well, and also I don't, I don't know how much elderflowers are. I wonder if it is like just cost prohibitive to make your own elderflower right. liqueur. Um, but who who can say? Who can say? Um, uh, it's it's been a long time since we recorded. We I think we last recorded in April. Oh yeah, it's it's been a while. Um, it is. I was going into I was going to my really I mean I was in a busy time at work, but it was about to ramp up. So uh, thank you for acquiescing to my request for a uh, break, and thank you listeners for coming back to us after this break. <laughs> uh, all perhaps four of you that returned. Uh, I bet we have double digits. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we do have to give I'm a hopeful. shout out. We have a new uh, a new uh, life listener. Uh, Kyle and Casey welcomed a son uh, a few weeks ago, another son. So, uh, welcome, welcome, baby Everett to uh, to the Craniacs clan. I hope Everett was listening in the womb. Oh, probably. Although, um, just like Casey is not so much a. Um, she doesn't dislike Craniacs, but she doesn't watch Frasier. She tried, she couldn't really get into it. So, if mm. she listened, if if Everett heard any of it, it was probably just like in passing. But um, I'm sure, I'm sure we made a mark. I know we have another listener. Uh, Tara and I went on another uh, Disney podcast, and uh, <gasps> one of the hosts was talking about how much they, how much he liked uh, our the our this podcast. So, hello, Tom, if you're listening. Oh my gosh, Tom! Nice. Hi, welcome. We went on the Diz Nerds podcast. The oh, we'll make a Diz Nerd out of you and watch Honey I Shrunk the Kids. I saw this on your all's Instagram and I was like, mm-hmm. I love that podcast title, The Diz Nerds. That is great. It's a very fun podcast. Um they're great, Tom and John. What um, one question, what is the pattern on your shirt? Is it something whimsical like avocados? It's little pine trees and little beavers. Oh. That's cute. Uh, I, just, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy a whimsical print on a, uh, an SSBD, as Clark calls them, a short sleeve button down. So uh, I, I went on uh, I went on some vacations since we last recorded. Denver. Uh, yeah, Colorado in general. We went to Denver mm-hmm. and Colorado Springs um, and I uh, became reacquainted. I had not forgotten about it, but I was reminded why I love Breckenridge Brewery so much. Have you ever had any of their beer? Um, Van- Vanilla Porter so. is one of their big... Uh, uh, styles that ends up getting distributed lots of places. They also have like an agave wheat that's really good. Um, hmm. uh, because we weren't going to be close to Breckenridge, I was like, oh, I guess we won't be able to go. But it turns out they basically moved all of their operations to Littleton, right outside Denver. So we were able to hit hmm. that up. Um, and listeners, I bought $43 worth of swag. Let me list everything. <laughs> Let me list everything I got. I would love for you to guess how much some of these things were. Okay. First, this lovely stone. Oh, yeah, I was about to say. She, uh, stone coaster. Listener, she's reaching for them and showing them to me. Here's so. a stone coaster with a nice cork bottom. Um, it's, $12 it's each. It's heavy. Five doll hairs. Oh, really? Uh, I got, well, this is this is in a cabinet, but I got a tulip glass that said vanilla porter on it. Like a nice, like, tulip. Do you want to guess how much that was? Ten. I think it was also $5. Wow. Um, I got a... This is the most expensive thing I got. I got a neck gaiter that had their like, um, you know, uh, their like logo all over it and stuff. Um, it was a bit of an impulse buy, but I needed a neck gaiter. So, would you like to guess how much that was? Five. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was twenty three. Like it was by oh, far. Okay. The, um, I got a koozie. Do you want to guess how much the koozie was? Two dollars. Three dollars. Actually, it may have been two. It was two or three. Okay. And then I got some decals, and I, I don't know how much those were. They didn't have prices on them, but that I, I'd had. 
<clears throat> approximately 2.5 beers. One of them was a like 12% ABV beer when I hit the gift oh, shop. Nice. So, but I kind of made yeah. it rain, but also uh, nothing was very expensive. So I feel like I got yeah. something else too. And then now I can't remember, but you, you sound like Tara when we went to Wilmington, she was like, let's get everything everywhere. And I'm like, please stop. But my thing is always uh, that I have to fit in my luggage on the way home. But, um, and then I went to Chicago a few weeks ago with some girlfriends mm. um, and I've been to Chicago several times, but like, oh, just like what a delight of a city that is to visit. I don't, I don't really want to ever live there. I, I love visiting Chicago. Oh, same, same, same. But I've been there in the winter and it's rough. <laughs> mm. And also I was talking to a friend about this today. Um, do you remember my friend Lindsay who went to go see Knives Out with us? Um, yes. Way back when? Yes. So she and I had like not lost touch in like a, you know, sorted way or like a negative way. We just <laughs> had, had always been like, we need to catch up. We never did. So we finally caught up. Your torrid affair had come to an <laughs> end. Well, I, I just, just not, again, like not a negative way. It was just one of those things where we would text each other every once in a while and be like, we need to catch up. And it's like, yes, let's do it. And then we just never would. So anyway, we finally caught up today. But, um, I knew her from DC and we were both kind of like, I don't know if I can live in a like compact, dense, urban environment again, like we did in DC. So, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's kind of how I feel about Chicago. So, I mean, there's a lot of like really close suburbs. Like it does kind of like a real drift off and you get some space pretty close. I think most people live kind of outside of Chicago, yeah, I, but I, I, I don't, I don't want to live in a burb. I'm not a burb. No, person. I agree with you. I, I just, I'm of the same where, like, that's a town I love, but, like, I wouldn't want to live there. My sister lived there. She lived off a of Navy Pier uh, for a while in a big high-rise on, like, a, t- a very high floor, and it was great because she got to see the Navy Pier fireworks every night oh, nice. in her window, so that was cool. Nice. Yeah, I, I could see it being a nice place to live when you're in your 20s or something, and you have the, like, energy for that kind of city. I don't think, mm-hmm. um, I don't think at this stage of life I have that kind of that kind of energy but you know here we uh, are speaking of big cities do we want to talk about a very important big city on the east coast where our our, our favorite crane family lives do you mean the west coast did i say east you did i was like i, I was like yeah very wait tired. what are we talking about <laughs> let's start let's try that again do we want to transition speaking of big cities from the windy city to the emerald city y- you know i do yes now why is seattle the emerald city oh I knew this at one point and you know what let me just look it up so I just actually did a category in trivia about uh how city nicknames so let me see why is Seattle the emerald city oh from its lush greenery the city and surrounding areas are filled with greenery all year round echoing Washington state's moniker as the evergreen state I guess hello Seattle (laughs) I'm Ryan I'm Laurel and we're the Craniacs. Uh, we dispute uh, city monikers and whether or not they're accurate. I guess calling it the gray, rainy city is probably less less likely to get people the out there. The city doesn't really have the same ring to it. And we also talk about Frasier. And folks, we are on the final season of Frasier. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. So today we're going to do episode one, but we're also going to talk, I think, do we want to talk uh, before or after we do the episode? Let's maybe talk after. Let's get into the okay. episode and then talk after about like final seasons in general and kind of the feeling we have going into this because Craniacs, we are, we are in like uh, lands unknown for me 
I have not seen the vast majority of season 11. We will probably get to an episode or two that I recall seeing maybe parts of, but uh, this, this started, in, this uh, premiered in 2003, right? September 23rd, 2003. So I was a freshman in college. I was busy. I was making friends. Uh, uh, oh my God, Ryan, we are at the year that you and I met. Mm-hmm. My gosh. I'm a senior. Is my this is the start of my senior, my first senior it's the start year. Of your first senior year, yes. Um, a bunch of my guy friends joined the fraternity that you were in, and the rest, mm-hmm. as they say, is history. Exactly. Uh, the name of this episode is No Sex, Please, We're Skittish, which I got to say, if this is the, the, the this if this episode is any indication of the rest of the season. Oi. Who boy. <laughs> yep. Roz is unsatisfied with her new job and comes back to KACL. Acting as though nothing has changed. Fraser believes her attachment is based on deep attraction to him stemming from their one night stand. I... Like, literally, the first note I have is, I forgot all this dumb Roz stuff from the end of last season. And I will say, everything they do in this season feels like they were aiming for a Roz-Fraser relationship this last season when they ended season 10. And they went, nope, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, rolling it all back. So what, I, what, one thing I meant to look up is whether or not they went into this season knowing that it was the last season. Like if they, if when they renewed their contracts, it was like for one final season. Um, yeah. And hang on, let me, I'm on the Wikipedia now. Let me see. Usually it will tell you if it's like when it was renewed and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. I don't, I don't know. I can't, I, I kind of want to say that they went into this knowing it was the final season, but don't hold me to that. I, I feel like I need a few more episodes for me to be able to make that call because this one just feels like they're going back and and going, we made some mistakes at the end of last season. Let's reset some things. This episode felt incredibly rushed. Like we are going mm-hmm. to storylines that we could have let work get to their natural end. We are now just going to rush really quickly. Um, uh, do you want to know what the Hulu synopsis was? Because, you know, it's always just sure. like two sentences. It was... Roz reclaims her job at KACL. Daphne finds out she's pregnant. Wow, that really sucks because that reveal at the end was like f- far and away my favorite Fantastic. part of this episode. Fantastic, yes. So, like, <coughs> I literally like gasped, like, hell, like it was like a for real. Had no idea. Like, I I thought that they were gonna get pregnant this season mm-hmm. or like have a kid, but like the way they did it was so good. Mm-hmm. Like. I was like, I'm sorry, Hulu. Is this a synopsis or is this just? Let's just tell you how the episode ends. Yeah, like, like, thanks. Now I don't have to watch it. Like, thanks. So I didn't watch it, guys. Service. So Ryan's leading yeah, this one. <laughs> um, I always keep thinking that someday I'm going to forget and then get here and then just see how long I can like con you into thinking I watched the episode. I would love for you to be like, but, and like, what is Roz wearing? And I'd be like, Yeah, Roz isn't in this scene. What are you talking about? <laughs> Like, huh? Oh, I'm supposed to be thinking of everything. Because then we have one one time where I started talking about it and you're like, that's not this episode. And we were like... Yes. We definitely had one recently where it was like a, a plot line that you had moved to another episode. And I was like, wasn't it in this right. episode? And you're like, no, it's the next one. And it wasn't. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So we start out at Nervosa with Roz coming in on day one of her new job and already hating it. And saying her boss has hit on her. And I'm like, the, the guy that we've now seen twice who interviewed you and it turned yeah. out you had slept with his dad and like who 
did not at all seem like he, well, I mean, again, not saying that she was like, I have to work nights and weekends. And I'm like, is that not something you would ask about in the interview? Yeah. It was just like, how do we get her out of this? It was so quick. And then the line where she's talking about, she wanted to fire her idiot assistant. Idiot assistant, but she can't because she's like three minorities rolled into Ooh, one. That did like, not age well. No, especially in the time and the on the day when the Supreme, or you know, the day after the Supreme Court destroyed affirmative action in college application. I'm like, great, this is going. I wrote like, how is it that these Frasier episodes feel like they're aging worse the more recent they are? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the last few episodes, I felt I've had more stuff that I'm like yeesh mm-hmm. than, than the, the 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 original stuff i don't know what it is yeah no i agree um and th- yeah th- yeah they just don't they don't age as well yet some of the earlier ones are kind of timeless and some of these recent ones are not um th- th- that was my first clue was i was like oh we're about to have some really sloppy writing in this episode mm-hmm. that Roz was like i had to get out of this job on day one i'm like what what just this is also, again, this is not the Roz. I yeah. feel like they're carrying over the very rash Roz from the end of last season. Yeah, like Roz in crisis or Roz having a breakdown for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Niall, like Niles and Daphne and Martin come in. Well, first, she's just talking to Niles. Or Niles is there, yes. And she reveals to him that she and Fraser slept together two years ago. And Niles with his. Well, oh, you yeah, just need to go talk to a whoa backup. <laughs> I really this, enjoyed that so this much. This episode feels like episode one of the Niles show. Like this whole thing feels. This episode That's feels like Frazier's like a B character in, in Niles. When, uh, I don't know. It just, it, when are we getting the Niles show? When's that happening? Because I am here. I will. I will fund a Kickstarter for it. I I think David Hyde Pierce is happy with his financial situation and has no intention. And, of and he's doing a theater that. guy. He's a theater guy. Yeah. Um, I enjoy when she was like, at some point, the wolf will will uh, will, will get his way or like ha- the wolf and the lamb can like play together. But at some point, the wolf will get his way. And I hope you were gentle with him. <laughs> yes, I thought that was very funny. Um, Martin and Daphne come in and they're, the whole deal is uh, Daphne and Niles are doing a lot of stuff to prepare themselves to try and have a baby. And. Martin's like I, Mar- I put down Martin's description of sex is pretty great because I like this like you come home you put on a D Mart thing uh-huh. and Bing Bang Boom then you're both lighting a lucky strike mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, although I I thought for the year 2003 it was incredibly narrow minded of him to be like what you don't need all of these things I'm like sir IVF and fertility treatment and people getting assistance to have babies was by no means unheard of and they weren't even doing that they were like we're gonna track daphne's ovulation i think in the last like four seasons martin has aged like 20 years Mm -hmm. like they've Mm -hmm. made him more like out of touch crotchety old man Mm -hmm. and also like martin is too smart and too sensitive to hear that his son and daughter-in-law are going to be like going about this in like a a, a smart like scientific way to just completely Mm -hmm. shit on that just as as somebody who's had a lot of friends who've dealt with fertility issues my hackles really got raised at them being like here's an ovulation (laughs) kit and here's a pregnancy test and that niles had downloaded like an app i was like okay well we'll get into the whole like all the stuff they do because the, it goes to the extreme later in the episode, mm-hmm. but yeah, it wasn't like 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 Martin was starting at like a ten and going up from there of like what? Because then because the, then Niles Fraser comes and mentions that Niles 
had sold sperm at a sperm bank or had given sperm at a sperm bank. I think he sold, he sold it because he was yeah. buying. Yeah, he was buying um, Martin, a fishing rod for uh, yeah. his dad. And both Martin and Daphne were like, well, like Daphne eventually cooled down, but they were both like, oh, you can't, like, Martin can't deal with them saying sperm. It's like, yeah. good Lord. This is ridiculous. Okay, so I, I do want to stop on this for a second because I feel like this has been a trope in a few different shows, either about, a, like, Joey on Friends donates sperm at one point. Monica's, like, right. or, or sells a sperm. Monica's thinking about, you know, getting sperm from a sperm bank, and it's a whole thing of, like, oh, my God, why is she in some of Joey's sperm? Um, I have a friend who, like, donated her or, or sold her eggs when she was, like, trying to pay off law school and stuff. So the fact that when Daphne was like, you've never told me that, and I was just like, I kind of forgotten about it. Is that something you would be Daphne wasn't like mad I think she was more like I'm just surprised you had never told me is is that something you would expect Tara to have told you is that something you would expect that Tara would have expected you to share if this had happened at this point like 20 years ago I mean I 20 years yeah I don't know because honestly I feel like there's more and more stuff of like People finding out they're adopted and wanting to find out who the father is and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if that's all just like another new sitcom trope. You know, like we mm. talked about where I was like when I was younger and I thought like everybody will have a bl- I'll have a black book of just women's phone numbers <laughs> someday. Like, I don't know if that's like a, a, a thing or not. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's it's not the case. Like, it's it's so funny because when when I was uh, this is a trope from friends from from sitcoms where it was like, Oh man, I'm gonna be rich because if you could make money off of doing that, I got nothing but time, man. Like it's and then it's like you find out it's actually really hard to sell it because, like in my case, I have ADHD and and type one diabetes Mm -hmm. and things that it's like you know people aren't like lining up for these genes, baby. But like, (laughs) but but um, you know, like, but uh, so it's not an issue. I same thing with Tara. I don't think she's. I also think I'd be like, oh, like that's something to think about. Like I think it'd just be a discussion. It wouldn't be a like, how could you not tell me? Mm-hmm. It'd be like, a, oh man, well we have to think about this. Like, but you don't you know, also I'd- have to think about it when she's like, you. She's like, I thought this would be your first child. I'm like, no, whatever kid you have together is his first child. Like, no, no, no. I mean, like what I was saying earlier of like, well, there could be a young Niles walking around, and one day he may do the research to try mm-hmm. and find his dad. Like a 23 and, and that's me. just yeah, yeah, and that's like something to think about. I don't think it's like. I don't know. I'd probably talk to like my sister about the legal ramifications. Like that'd be it. You know, I don't think it would be like, like, how could you not tell me? It'd be like, oh, well, here's something. It'd be a discussion. Like it'd be like, okay, well this, you know, I, 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 I even think, I, I don't think there's, it's not even like this is a magnified, a common response magnified for comedy. It's like, this is really a bizarre reaction. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I, I guess I don't I don't know I just thought that was and also like there's nothing that says that your sample was even like purchased and used and if it was used there's something that says it was successful like there's so many things that had to have gone had to have happened in succession that the odds of you Mm -hmm. having a a kid out there that you don't know about are like pretty small isn't that isn't the plot of like a Vince Vaughn movie where it's called like Father's Day or something yes and it's 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 he's got like like 400 30 kids or those are 400 it's, it's something, something ridiculous like yeah where they all find out like they kept using his yeah that he just had very like successful sperm um yes but anyway successful 
Well, you know. Imagine all these little sperm with like uh, like glasses and a, a boat and a tie and like a briefcase. Yes. Like swim, swim, swim. Uh, I did enjoy when Martin was like, why do you need all these gadgets just to have a baby? And Daphne said, I hear an in my day coming. I was like, oh, yeah. amazing, amazing. And it, it feels like that's just like, again, like a comment on new Martin. But um, my next note is, Oh dang, Julie Julia didn't die during the prank. <laughs> <laughs> like if they just bit like poochied off her character. Do you know Poochie from Simpsons? No. It's when they you know Itchy and Scratchy? Yes. So they decide to make a third character Poochie and Homer voices it and it's like a cool rapping skateboarding dog with a backwards hat and they do like one episode of it and everyone hates it and then the next episode it's like Poochie says one thing, and then he goes, like, he opens his mouth and not Homer's voice come out and goes, I must go. My planet needs me. And then you just see the animated cell just get lifted up off the page, like, boop. And then a, a, a screen comes up that goes, Poochie died on the way to his home world. And that's how they get rid of Poochie. And, like, that's what I felt like I wish they would have done with Julia, like, like they come in, they're like, "Oh, it's really sad how Julia, her cruise ship went down I, in the all, Pacific how dare or something." You try to sully the good name <laughs> of the cruise industry. Secondly, what you wanted was for her to go to Mandyville, where at the end of the first season of The West Wing, Mandy, the last name I can't remember, played by Maura Kelly. Kelly um, oh yeah, just randomly like is never seen of or spoken of again. She's in the finale of season one, and she never appears again. Yeah, like that's what I thought they'd do. Uh, yeah, no, she's here. Also, uh, so Fraser comes in and is like, well, first of all, he says, Niles, I'm going to have to cancel our dinner uh, because I have to go meet with the new person who's going to be producing my show. And then he runs into Julia in the hallway and it's like, dinner at Shay Henri tonight? I'm like, so you canceled your dinner with Niles to have dinner with Julia, not. Yeah. Anyway. I was surprised that Frazier was like meeting her for the first time. Does Frazier not get to hire his producer or be involved in the hiring process? I guess not. Also, Kenny being like, just careful. She's in a wheelchair. Another thing that did not age well. It's like, well, then when Ross, so Ross comes back and her whole thing is like, just pretend like you didn't get fired. Or you didn't and quit. she, she wheels quit. the, and she wheel. Oh yeah. Pretend you didn't quit. She just wheels the person in a wheelchair out. And the person in the wheelchair is just like, what do I do? And it was like, you could have put that person on a rolly chair. Yeah. Just as easily. And then also, it looked like a Seinfeld bit, not Frasier. Like, it was too mean. Yes. It was like... She just pushes. You see the woman just fly by the window behind Frasier when he's in the booth, because Roz has just given her chair a push. Yeah. And then Frasier turns around and sees Roz and jumps, and that reaction made me laugh. Yes. But then it's like, that's it. That's, like, Roz is back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like kind now, of. the thing is, she came back because she's quote unquote in love with Frazier, and that's the the thing. Not this woman just just talked her way back into her job because Kenny's a moron. Well, also, like Kenny's incredibly weak. I you know who I felt bad for was HR because I'm like they've already processed Roz leaving. They've already yes. hired somebody in her place. That this woman's going to get an enormous severance from the company. I just mm -hmm. anyway. Uh, these are just the um, things I think about. Uh, so Niles in that in the interim goes to the uh, sperm bank that he originally sold his sperm to back 20 years ago to just yes. find out uh, if it was uh, to get his, his essence back, as he puts it. 
This woman he reacts to is the MVP of oh, the, of the Muck, episode to me. Oh, Deborah Muck, a well-known actress who has been in many things. Uh, she yeah, is, I was about to say that name's familiar. She's a Broadway star, but she was uh, on Grey's Anatomy. She played George's mom. She was in Center Stage. She's been on Glee. She is mm. kind. She's in First Wives Club. Like she has been in so many different things. Fun fact: When I met David Hyde Pierce in New York, I am just now connecting this. They were in the same show curtains oh, wow. and i met her too and leah and i proceeded to i think we have a photo with her perhaps we proceeded to uh regurgitate her entire career to her when we met her we were like oh we are just such big fans gray's anatomy center stage and we're just like naming thing after thing she was in while she was like signing our playbill and she was like thank you and i was like why did we feel the need to just tell her everything she's been in <laughs> Just to prove to her that you have read IMDb. Uh, well, no, but we like knew her from things. We were, yeah, yeah. it was just still, uh, yeah. I'm just, I'll try to find that photo of us. Uh, I I liked the whole like him being like, if I was checking to see if my deposit has drawn any interest, and she's like, I've heard them all. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and hit me. And he's yes. like, No, thank you. Uh, and when she was like, Oh, we actually discarded your sample. No one, you know, no one used it. And then you're, we discarded it because it wasn't suitable. It had low motility and everything. And when she was like, it's going to be very hard for you and your wife to conceive. I was like, excuse me, ma'am. There's no way by tippity tapping on a computer with something that happened 20 years ago, you can say that with any certainty. Like I get that they had to just escalate this, like speed yes. this all up. But I was just like, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I did like his bit where he's like, so it may have gotten better within 20 years. And she goes, can you run faster? Could you run better today? Can you run faster now than you could 10, 20 years ago? I, so I called when he was like, when she was like, oh, your sample wasn't used. And I was like, now he's going to be upset. He's going to be like, why yeah, didn't people exactly. want it? And then when she was like, well, you know, it actually wasn't usable. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I thought that was going to be his thing of him trying to figure out why people wouldn't want his sperm. Mm hmm. And it was gonna be a little more comedic. I did like when he tried to leave and he <laughs> he opened the wrong door and that 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 uh, voice just like <laughs> like was so good. So Whoever funny! I, I I let out a good cackle over that. So. Yes. Uh, there were some good bits in this. The yeah. writing in general was bad, but there were some good bits. And dare I say, most of the good bits involved David High Pierce. So, yes. Uh, so then Niles goes over to Fraser's apartment. And he's wearing some loose loose pantaloons and. Uh, uh, gyrating Did, his hips because he heard that you should allow the genitals to swing <laughs> freely. I love I love Martin being like, okay. But I also loved, I don't know if you could hear it, there was one woman in the audience like laughing to herself. Oh, I could not hear like, that. Like every once, like he comes out, he goes, well, you know, things have been hard. And he's kind of like doing his swing hips. You just hear one woman like, <laughs> like way in the background laughing. I was like, this woman's like. I, I kept listening to hear if there was more. I think she did it like one or two times. Oh, but bless it was her. just like, uh, my first note really on this scene when Eddie is digging his head into the Cheeto bag and then pulls out, I was like, who is this dog? This dog looked completely different from I, Moose and Enzo. Like, his whole head was brown. I also, oh, I, was it a new dog? Or? I, 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 also, I need to look it up and see. Um, they used to build them on yeah, let me uh, see. IMDb, so. I uh I I just was like, this feels like the first time I've I have thought this is poor care of a dog. Yeah, l letting Eddie letting a dog just eat Cheetos. Yeah, and when he was like, "If you get stuck in the bag, I'm not helping you this time." I was like, it, "It's not like he has opposable thumbs." 
I also kind of like missed this part because like later when he eats the Cheetos and everyone goes, oh, I was like, what, what, what? What's wrong with the Cheetos? Because I like kind of, I guess, blacked out a little bit at this scene. It was just kind of like, eh. Uh, it's, uh, IMDb says it's Enzo, so. Um, Maybe. I guess. Um, um, Frazier comes back and asks if Niles wants a sherry and Niles says he's not drinking to help. And he goes, no. And he goes, well, we're going to mull over something. We never mull without Sherry. Honestly, <laughs> perhaps a top 10 line for me from Frazier. Right. It was, it was, I don't know if it was a top 10, but it was definitely a top 10 encapsulating Frazier yes, line. Yes, but we never you know mull without saying? Sherry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We never mull without Sherry was a good line. Um, I, I, we're going to get to it later, but the whole system he has for cooling his junk is pretty <laughs> funny and the, did you hear the name for it at the end we'll get there in a sec uh, it was like the genital hypothermia i know hypothermia was part of it no at the end it calls it the uh, testicle 2000 oh, yes, yes. <laughs> which really made me laugh I, and that's one of those like cheap jokes that fraser can get away with <laughs> yes it was because it, it's also kind of smart like testicle mm-hmm. was very very funny so julia comes um, over they were gonna go out to dinner and she's like no let's cook dinner here and then she like and she is horny. She has a little like red shopping bag with her and is like, oh, and like I also brought dessert and like kind of lifts a little bit of like black lace out of the bag. I honestly have never felt so cringy as I did during any time Julia was trying to be seductive in the rest of the yeah, scene. Yeah, I didn't think she was very good at it. No. Although I was like Frasier. Sh- I like I literally wrote this and I'm like, oh, look, Frazier gets in the way of his own boner yet again. <laughs> like he just like talks himself out of sex so often. Yeah, he, he, he has done it more than once. I was surprised that they had not yet slept together when he was like, we, we haven't slept. Perhaps I, also it's been so long since we watched this that I've just like, oh, they've right. been dating this entire time. Well, well if you're it takes place like a day or two later from the last episode. Yeah. Like they say something that makes it sound like it's like a day yeah, or two later. It's true. Um, but uh, same. I mean, but if you're watching it in real time, there's like a whole summer break that you you know it's it's yeah it'll feel weird to the audience too. And so she starts cooking, and then like he is basically like I can't do this because Roz is in love with me because I slept with her two years mm-hmm. ago. What if the same thing happens again? And I'm like, and, oh and my he's kind god! Of rightfully thinking, perhaps I shouldn't sleep with another coworker. Right, but for the but for a very egotistical yes. reason. Yes. Uh, which Roz, we can get to that, pops that pops that balloon real fast for him. <laughs> well, I love when Roz comes over and she's discussing it and the whole thing is like, he's trying to get rid of her and then like, he again, he ta- he he is so, he's like, oh, you didn't have a problem. I remember one of us saying, I, he goes, I remember you saying I was stallion-like and she's like, I never said that. And he goes, well, one of yes. us did, which I just like the aspect of Frazier at the end going, wow, I was a real stallion. <laughs> like, what? Like, like, imagine, imagine, listeners and Laurel and myself, just immediately, post-coitally, someone going, "Wow, I was great!" I, <laughs> like, how ridiculous! I don't I'd be want like, to "What?" That. Thank you. But <laughs> I just I, imagine like like turning over and being immediately like, "Okay, goodbye." <laughs> like, also, I was see really afraid you were going to be like, "Imagine sleeping with Kelsey Grammer," and then him saying, no, well, and I was no. like, "No, thank you." He's also doing some ridiculous voices when he's talking to Niles. He's like, I slept with her once and it drove her mad. Like, he's got this very over-the-top voice, even for Kelsey Grammer. Um, but before Roz arrives, Julia, like, just again, like, comes out of the kitchen at one point And she's like, like, oh, 
uh, like, do you want to try this sauce? And she's like, oh, I have some like sauce right here to like imply that he needs to kiss her. And I was like, I am so embarrassed for her. <laughs> and this happened 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I don't know show. why that didn't bother me. It wasn't definitely, I was like, oh yeah. But I was definitely like, Oh God, Fraser's gonna mess this up. Like I think I was so concerned with Fraser being stupid. I also will say I did the little like ten seconds ahead a couple times during this because I was like, I gotta, oh, I can't. Okay, okay. So we were not picking up on some <laughs> of the nuance. Um, oh yes. So then exactly. Roz comes over to talk to Fraser, and she's starting to say like, I, you know, I, I've been so out of sorts about this, and I was trying to figure out why, and I finally did. And is that when Fraser is like? I know it's because we slept together two years ago and you know, yeah. now you're realizing that you're in love with me and, but we should, we'll talk about this later. And she's like, that's not it. And like, I can't believe you thought that you were some love bomb. That's just been like ticking inside me for two years. And now it's like, finally, and she just like bursts out laughing. She was like, you think that because we slept together, I'm in love with you. Were you there? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, and that's when the stallion line pops in. I, I don't know. Like, so Julia gets frustrated and leaves as well. She should. And I do like the whole, I I don't think they pulled it off well, but I do like him being like, you're my friend. She's like, I know you're going to leave because she, uh, like, you know, when the girlfriend and the friend, like who's going to leave. And he's like, if I was dating, how does, how does he put it? If if I was was dating, if I was dating someone who didn't want me to be friends with you, that's the wrong person for me. And yeah, I which like, I thought well, was very sweet. I was like, yes, but also Frazier, you were. You were dating Julia. I mean, she wasn't like, you can't be friends with Roz. But she yeah, was like, I, they weren't friends. But then Roz, like, again, out of nowhere, this is them just being like, let's just get this storyline over with. It's like, well, you know, my dad and I were, are really close. Even after my parents split up, we were really close. And then he got remarried six months ago and his new wife doesn't like me. And so now I never talk to him. And I was like, this is the first time we're hearing about your dad. This yeah. is the first time we're also... Frazier's not supposed to know that your dad got remarried. Like this feels like something you would share with. It just all felt so clumsy. And also I will say as clumsy as this was, I did go great. Julia's done. And then the paramount like thing, like puts like the thing you're watching in a small Mm -hmm. window over here and then like shows the next thing. And who's on the front of the, the thing for the next episode, but Julia. And I'm like, no, like, Please, like, how did she get such a good contract as a guest recurring I mean, on this, the only, these last two seasons? I, I mean, did did the create did someone at NBC owe her like a gambling debt, and this was the way he paid it off? I mean, luckily she leaves to go on Desperate Housewives, so like yes. all's well that ends well. Um, well, she did spend time in federal prison, but you know that too. <laughs> um, anyway, um, do you? So anyway, Niles, do you want to get to Niles and all of the things he's doing? Yeah. Niles goes home, and my next note is, hello, Daphne. Well, so wait, wait. Because... first, Niles is wearing oh. this contraption that hums and beeps when it's it's running, the battery's running low, that is supposed to, to cool his, as you put it, cool his junk. Um, Did you ever watch the IT crowd? No, but Matt loved that show, so. So, the, or, the, there's say, this. I that show, I don't know if he loved it. But. It's, it's very, like, surreal, and the, the lead character is Matt Barry, who's a really funny uh, British actor, but he, uh. He he's like a he's the boss, but he's very he like finally he's very uh, like a Lothario and like a creep and all this stuff, and he, they finally get a sexual harassment on him. And part of the harassment is he has to wear these pants that shock him whenever he becomes aroused. <laughs> he like plugs it in, but there's a part where he's sitting there reading a, a like a car magazine, mm-hmm. 
and he's got his feet up on the desk. You just hear, he's like, ow, ow. He's like, I, Dr. Rouse, it's a car magazine. Damn these electric sex pants. And it, like, I kept thinking of it while he, you know, like, while he's, like, it's doing, like, it's, it's like detecting his testicle, uh, temperature and then keeping them at a cool 96. Yes, cool 96 and so he's just and everyone's will just go <laughs> and as someone who has a insulin pump <laughs> like I felt very like because every once in a while if I'm sitting there reading a book I just hear mm, mm, as it like gives me my dose and I'm like oh okay well that's what that is <laughs> yeah it's uh, <gasps> my wife's here with another drink what a wonderful woman hi Tara she, she says hi back. Did you hear her say hi? I did. Hi? That's why I was saying okay. hi. Yeah. Niles then uh, goes home to watch a DVD that he's borrowed from Martin because Daphne is out with her mom for the night. And he was like, I'm just going to have like... And he also says, mm-hmm. I haven't had the heart to tell Daphne about what they told me yes. at the sperm bank. So, which again, I'm just like, I hate, I hate these like couples who don't communicate. Um, and so they he gets home and uh, Daphne is home. And I'll let you take over from here since you were like, hello, Daphne. She looked fantastic, and she also, I will say, does a much better job because she does. She could come out and be like, "Hello, night," like, and be like really over the top. But I think she plays it kind of like her outfit is not subtle. She's in a slinky, mm-hmm. uh, uh, black dress, black negligee. Um, but she definitely is kind of like, "Hello, Niles." Like, like she's playing it a little reserved. And she, she comes over. She's like, "I've got you know. champagne." I've got raw oysters. So it's all the things he's like, I can't have that. So he finally tells her and she handles it really well. I think like they don't even play the like, Oh God, what are we going to do? Or she doesn't even like play disappointed. She's just like, well, okay, we'll figure it out. And there's plenty of things we can yeah, do. She, but she's like, there's lots of doctors that help people who are having fertility problems. And he, she goes, um, but you know, until then we can try and give mother nature a try. And then Niles comes back with the sexiest thing you could ever say to a woman, which is, last one there is a rotten egg. <laughs> and I was like, good Lord. Oh. But then she's like, oh, hey, and I checked my fertility. It turns out I'm ovulating. And she's like, I took it out of chest. I'm ovulating. She pulls it out of her cleavage. And I was like, oh. oh that's right. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, no, this is the pregnancy test. And I was like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> like I was literally Same. like, oh, oh, I think partly because this episode did such a good job of like lulling me into a sense of boredom that when that happened, I was like, wait, wait, what's happening? This is happening. So, <laughs> it's like really out of nowhere. Same in that I obviously Hula had spoiled to me that she was pregnant at the end of the episode, but I did not know how that reveal happened or anything. So when she was like, I'm ovulating, I was kind of like, okay, okay. <laughs> I had I had no idea. So it was like Laurel. It was a legit like. Like, it was a surprise. I don't mean to, like, it felt like it was like, you know, I, I feel bad if anyone listened to this and didn't watch the episode. Like, I didn't know it was coming. And, like, I was just, it, it was, it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. I, it, this is a subpar episode with an amazing ending. And I'll get into my, my ranking here, my, my, my rating here in a sec. But, like, this ending was a VIE of, like, a VI. M, a very important moment. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and yeah, I just I, I, I thought it was I thought it was really sweet. And given how they've handled all of this just in this episode of Daphne and I was trying to have a baby, I'm glad we don't have several episodes of them trying different yeah. things. I think it would be it would not age well. And um especially if we had to deal with Martin, you know, constantly being like, nah, just pour yourself a martini. I also so after that uh, the the testicle two thousand 
like starts about functioning, which I've been waiting the whole episode for it to happen. And David Hyde Pierce is like, ow, zap, ow, zap, ow, which is like those damn these electric sex pants. But when when I love at the end where she pats her belly and mm-hmm. goes, that's your dad. I was like, oh, that's very sweet. Like, I, again, I also I need to look this up and see if Jane Leaves is pregnant in this season, because when she walked in at the coffee shop at the beginning, and was carrying a big like grocery sack in front of her. I was like. Wait, is she pregnant? Because again, I haven't seen this season all the way through. Like, uh, she has two kids. You think, Let me see. You think that's why she looks so good in that negligee? She was rocking the mom bombs. <laughs> Please never say that again. <laughs> My God. Um. The, 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 the face you, you implored me like please okay, well, <laughs> like like you were like like when when mary martin peter pan is trying to get you to clap for tinkerbell oh. <laughs> you're like please don't ever do that again oh, uh okay oh yep uh so she was pregnant so they wrote it into the they wrote it into the episode but uh or to the series but yeah she was pregnant in real life so perfect um, this is great. Um, now she doesn't have to. They don't have to write another very importe storyline of like Daphne gaining weight and going to fat camp. So right. Uh, I don't have any LOLs. I think I've talked. We about covered all, of mine. all my notes. Yeah. Uh, rate uh, rate this episode. Yeah, I'm. I rated the episode uh, four out of ten soggy dog Cheetos, uh, but I rated the the uh, ending ten out of ten electric sex pants. Uh, wow, you, got, was, you took what I was going to pick because I what I was originally going to pick. I assumed you would. I'm going to give this four out of ten testicle two thousands. Oh, I guess I should have. Yes, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm not going to rate the ending just because I don't. You know, I, I like the episode. I I, the episode I, whole, I, but. I can't stress how much I loved the ending, and it gave me a genuine, like, exciting surprise that I reserve for like prestige television yes. today. Right? Yes. Like I did not see it coming. It was like, again, especially when I'm like, well, I feel like I think I know everything in this series that's not about uh, big shocks and twists. But I think that's maybe we should something we should talk about now is final seasons Mm -hmm. and and that sort of thing. I mean, I I feel like so many shows like you've got so many like so many shows that like disappoint the final season, like Scrubs, uh, Game of Thrones, like everything like this is this. I have I have no concept of that one, but well, and um, I, I think I view final seasons through a few different lenses. One, if they know going into it, it's the final season, like Parks and Rec did, mm-hmm. where they went right. into it and they were so thoughtful about how they wrote every episode and made sure every character storyline got wrapped up and everything. And you got it was a lot of fan service, but I'm okay with that. And then there's shows that get find out towards the end, like in the spring, that they're not going to be renewed, and they have to rush to try to finish up the show like the west wing had to do that they or they don't find out at all yeah 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 then there's those that don't find out at all um so i i've noticed in some recent final seasons there have been some like i don't know uh holes that that shows have fallen into and that is i don't know if fraser's gonna do this that is like introducing a new character to the main cast in the final season this happened in ted lasso this happened in never have i ever the Mindy Kaling show that just ended on Netflix where they are suddenly like, Oh, it's, it's the final season. And now we're going to bring it. Like you just want to spend that time with your old favorite characters. And now they're like, Oh no, here's some new characters we're going to bring in that then you don't care at all about. And the show's going to end. 
You felt that way with Ted Lasso? I really liked Ted Lasso. Oh, so I liked Ted Lasso as a whole. I did not like the final season, big picture. It had some moments that I loved, but I did not like it. Why did they introduce Zava? That was a pointless thing for a few episodes. Why did they introduce Jack, Keeley's girlfriend? That was also, like, pointless. None of these things, like, came to fruition and added anything, in my opinion. Huh. I, I, I liked it. I I also watched it like all together. Like I waited till it was over and watched mm. it, so it didn't really bother me as much. I think that's one thing I've been noticing. Like I've been there's a lot of shows I've been like, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna wait till it's on. Like a lot of the Marvel stuff, I think plays out a lot better if you watch it mm. like all together and that sort of thing, or or the Star Wars stuff. I mean, I will say we didn't have too long of a break. I think we finished watching season two sometime in January, and the new season started in March, so it wasn't that long. Um, oh no, I meant like I didn't watch seasons like. I didn't wait a week between episodes. I just, we waited till it was all over and then watched it all in like two or three days. Okay. Oh, that's very fast. Um, yeah, no, I'm just saying I wasn't like I was waiting a year. So, and had a lot of like, um, I don't know. I just felt like a lot of people didn't like it and we really enjoyed it. I enjoy it as a whole. And like I said, there are parts in in the third season that I, moments that I really liked and episodes that I really liked, but Mm -hmm. as a whole, I was like, this season didn't do it for me. Um, we had our friends Molly and Jordan move to Amsterdam, so we all watched kind of like our D and D group, like not on purpose, but we were all kind of watching Ted Lasso, and I think we all hurried up to watch it to get to the Amsterdam episode, so we could all kind of talk about it with Molly and Jordan and be like, "Is that what it's like?" And like they were taking pictures, and I'm like, "Oh, that's from that's looks exactly like the episode." Blah blah blah. Um, that yeah. I, my parents asked me if that was what Amsterdam was like. They were like, I was like, well, honestly. Oh, have you been? Yeah, I went to Amsterdam in 2017 for like a long weekend. It was my first, I guess kind of my only fully by myself international trip. Um, oh, cool. And a lovely time. Um, Did you fall in the canal and No, but I could 100% meet, see that meet happening. A man. Be, well, <laughs> of falling in the canal and meeting a man. Who knows? But uh, no, I did not fall in the canal. But the bicyclists <laughs> are everywhere and... Rightfully so, they're annoyed with tourists because tourists don't pay enough attention. And so when when that happened, yeah. Rebecca I was like, "Yeah, I could see that happening." Um, yeah, it was no, it was a. I had to go to the Van Gogh Museum just like Ted. So uh, mm. um, yeah, but other than that, no, I didn't have like a pillow fight in a hotel with a bunch of people. So um, I thought that was that was one of my favorite episodes. The Amsterdam airport though is where uh, I think I got there like three or four hours before my flight and I almost missed my flight partly because as a woman traveling alone for a long weekend I got pulled aside and had to do extra screening where they questioned me like what hotel did you stay at what tram stop did you get off at to go to this museum no it was yes the look you're giving me is appropriate it was did they think you were a mule of some sort I think they did okay um so, I mean, I guess a single woman just there for a long weekend perhaps raises some suspicion. I don't, I don't know why it should. Weird. I, they searched my bag. I was like, go ahead. There's a lot of cheese in there. Don't eat any of it. <laughs> but, um, um, so what are some TV shows that you think have done a final season well? It's so funny because when I think of it, like, I, I just like, like the final season or I like the, the ending episode. It's hard for me to think of like final seasons that are good like i really liked the breaking bad final season was really good it's also i was gonna talk about this like breaking bad and sopranos and those weird shows that do like half of a final season then take a break then do the final half um i think breaking bad's final season was great some of my favorite like there's a character turn at one point that like happens in the last half of that that you haven't seen it right no but i don't intend to so you don't feel like you need to 
not I also it. don't really want to spoil it for anyone else, but there's a character who like it's a turn that like makes sense and you see coming, but it's like they have a realization and then they like completely they they change their character because of the circumstances, not because it's like just a random change, like it makes sense for them to do this. But they become so interesting in the final half of, of the last season. And I think that one did a really good job. Um, like, The Good Place, I think, just is good. Like, has such a good ending that stays true to the show. And I think they got there a very fun way. Like, I, you know, like any of the, the Michael Shore stuff does really good. They, he does really good final seasons. I mean, I would rewatch the final season of Parks and Rec like once a month. I yeah. just think I think it's so it's so like it's so true to the show. And I remember that when it came out, uh, NBC aired like two episodes a night, Tuesdays and Thursdays for like three weeks and the just burning the episodes off in like January. And I remember it was mm-hmm. uh, I think it was James Pony was Pony was I don't know how you say his name, who used to be the time TV critic is now the New York Times TV critic. He was like basically NBC screeched to us like didn't even come to a full stop in front of your house pushed the parks and rec final season out of a minivan and drove off like this show deserves so much more fanfare and accolades from nbc than they ended up getting mm-hmm. um i think friday night lights also has a fantastic final season in that it doesn't feel like a final season like you don't feel like they're really wrapping things up and in some ways they aren't because it's very much like all of these characters are going to continue on um, yeah so Friday Lights is a really good one. Um, on the flip side, you mentioned Game of Thrones, an atrocious final season that helped honestly erase that show from my memory. Like there are times I forget I watched the entire series of Game of Thrones. There are parts of that season that I really, really like. There are scenes and, and, and developments, but there are other things where I'm like, what is like I, there was stuff that happened that I went, well, surely they'll wrap this up or do this in a way. And then the end was so unsatisfying and like and then there were all these people that were like well i guess you weren't really paying attention and i'm like no i mean spoiler alert if you haven't seen game of thrones jump ahead a little bit the whole like khaleesi goes insane everyone's like well you don't think she was saying i'm insane before i'm like i think she did some badass stuff and i think the show was like isn't this badass and then all of a sudden they went jk it's not badass it's really like insane Mm -hmm. like you can't spend the whole time presenting that character as like a feminist icon and then in the end go by the way she's crazy we were just talking about this yesterday about people who like name their kids after tv characters and all these people at the end of game of thrones were like oh no we named our daughter daenerys <laughs> yeah it's like yeah maybe there was that's why you don't name your kids solely for a tv character or a movie character there's this this comedy movie that i like called fanboys and it's about these guys who like it's kind of a dark premise but it's like one of their friends is dying of, from a terminal disease and they're all giant Star Wars fans so they get in a van and they drive to like Lucas Arts to sneak in and steal a copy of the Phantom Menace before it comes out and like the last line is the movie is they're sitting down to watch the movie like the guy with the terminal disease, they let him in to watch the movie as long as he doesn't say anything, mm-hmm. and then he passes. And then it's like, my favorite part, it's Kristen Bell's on this, for God's sake. And then it's like, they get to the end, and the movie's about to start, and someone looks around and goes, what if this sucks? And that's like the last line in the movie. But there's Seth Rogen's in it in a weird like cameo, and it's it's like road trip. It's like an R-rated comedy, so it's like, 
these guys think they're picking up really hot women. And it turns out they're prostitutes, and Seth Rogen's their pimp trying to get the money. And then he finds out they're Star Wars fan. He goes, oh, man, I'm so excited about the movie. Look, and he takes off his shirt, and he's got this giant Jar Jar Binks tattoo on his back. And he's like, this character's going to be the best. He's going to be the new Boba Fett. And I always think of that with people who are like, I'm like, wait till the show's over and like done with before you make like, or like huge people sweeping. people who are getting their Harry Potter tattoos removed now and everything. Just, right. You know, different things like that um i uh, a tv show that i absolutely loved but halfway through the last season i said my god this has to be the last one is the good wife the good wife is fantastic the last season really whiffs it and i was like this has got to be this has got to be the end and then i remember it was super bowl sunday 2016 maybe and there was a super bowl was on cbs good wife was on cbs and they had a commercial being like the last season see how it ends and i was like thank god yeah um Uh, now i'm not there's a new spinoff coming out. A spinoff of what? Of The Good Wife. Oh, not The Good Fight. No, yeah, there's another one where there's like a red-headed character who has like a weird name. It's not Jezebel. Oh, it's Elsbeth. Elsbeth has Elsbeth her own Cassione. show called Elsbeth. Oh my god, she's such a good like minor character. Okay. I had no interest in The Good Wife and I saw like the trailer for this and I'm like, "Who is this character?" They're like, She's back, Elsbeth. I'm like, she's back from what? And I like oh went god, and looked it up, and I'm like, Elsbeth. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just her name, and it's like she's got a little spinoff going. That okay? She must have. I, I have not finished the Good Fight because I don't have CBS All Access, but um, she's in the Good Fight um off and on a little bit. So I wonder if her role increases because it wasn't really enough for somebody to get. She is fantastic. She's incredibly. She plays one of those really kind of like a my well a little bit like my cousin Vinny. She plays like a really quirky, unconventional lawyer who's like brilliant at her job, where people always discount yeah. her and stuff. But then she ends up being amazing at winning cases. I like found a couple clips of her, and I'm like, I this is my favorite character. I have no investment in the show she's in. And I would say, <laughs> right? Like, I would say watch The Good Wife, but I don't think she's in enough of The Good Wife for you to really uh, watch yeah. the whole series. Well, it's like I love Boston Legal and James Spader's character in Boston Legal shows up in the last season of The Practice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I always want to go like, should I just watch the last season of The Practice? Like, or do I need to watch the all of The Practice to get like, what what do I do here? So, no, Um, the way I like in the finale, the final season of Frasier is similar to Friends. And they were on the same. Their final seasons were the same. They were both 2003 into 2004. Um, Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. where, and I hope this isn't the way with Friends, I, or with Frasier, I don't remember anything about the last season of Friends. Like, I don't remember what episodes aired or anything, and I remember the finale being kind of like, okay, okay. So, do you want to talk a little <laughs> bit about what we're like, our, our, our hopes and dreams, but also our concerns for this final season are? Well, hold on, I want to tell one story, because Paul Rudd's in the final season of Friends. He's in more than the final season, but he's... He's in like the last few seasons. He has a very small recurring role. He becomes Phoebe's boyfriend and then finally her husband. I think she he's a big thing in the final season because apparently like on the last day when they were all like in a huddle doing whatever, apparently he crawled into the huddle and goes, we did it, guys. <laughs> like, yes, he, he is in the last And he thought episode. it was really funny <laughs> and they did not think it was funny at all. Um, which, which when he told the story, he's like, I get it. Like, yeah. of course, but also like, like have a sense I of humor a little bit. Um, okay, so like something I'm concerned about in the last season is the uh, some of the character flaws that we've seen in people, like Martin being 
more and less and less like the Martin that we used to know, where it becomes just more one note and very like, this wasn't how it was in my day, and just yeah, he used to be the everyman, and now he's like this curmudgeon-y right winger. That I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I'm worried that we're gonna get that they're just gonna lean into that. I'm also afraid we're going to get what you pointed out in this episode, Fraser being a caricature of himself where he's like, did I drive her mad? And that he's yeah. just going to, that that's just something that's going to, they're going to play up. Cause I'm, if they went into this knowing it was the last season, it's either like, Oh, now we're going to do everything we did. We never did. That was on a post-it note somewhere in the writer's room, or <laughs> yeah. we're going to run out of material. because we have to make 24 episodes and we've been doing this show for 10 years. I need Roz to be more level-headed than she's been in the last two episodes. Agree? Like, she's weirdly turning into a caricature that I don't like it. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to the Daphne and Niles journey to parenthood, though. It takes yeah. me back to Niles when he uh, had that bag of flour that he carried around to see if he was like going to be a dad the episode flower child. Like I'm just, I'm kind of interested into all as to all the like research he's going to do and stuff. I just think that's going to be cute. Good for you for pulling that title. I mean, it it makes sense for what you're saying, but I'm, you know, just credit where credit do. Say things (laughs) I don't need just sitting right up here in my brain. Yeah. What, what needed to be in my brain that wasn't Mm -hmm. because that was taking Mm -hmm. up space. (laughs) Um, I, 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 the thing, I do know a few things that happened in the season, so I don't want to like talk about them and spoil them for you. So, um, I mean, what, what, what about you? Do you, I mean, like, do you hope that we see a lot more BB? Do you hope that we see Lilith? Do you think, do we think I'm, Bulldog's going to come back? Like, I hope we get kind of a curtain call from some of those characters. I mean, I, 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 I think we're done with the Cheers characters. I feel like. We've said all we need to say with them, but they could probably come back. Um, I I'm interested to see who Frazier ends up with. I th- I think I've heard something, so I think I kind of know, but I I'll know when if this particular actress shows up. But I I I do think I'm curious to see who he ends up with. I want to see that journey of who he ends up with. But yeah, I I think not. I think what I've learned from this episode is I'm on the fence about everybody, including. Kenny, like Kenny's little comment about the wheelchair, and like the whole thing. I'm like Rocky, but you know who's solid? You know who's solid as a rock, and that is David Hyde Pierce playing Niles to perfection. Yes, he has done. It, it is he, he is he is like. I, this is a weird thing to say, but you know how like the 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 National in, in, uh, Institute of like measurements or whatever in dc and they have like the gram and it's exactly one gram i did not know this exists but sure yes i know of this it's like it's like things where it's like the official gram or the official pound or whatever it's like metric places some places that are like this is exactly what it is so we all know to to measure it by that's what i feel like not david hyde pierce and niles is on this show is like no matter what else goes crazy you can always count on on niles to hitting exactly the right Mm -hmm. notes at exactly the right time Like has just been his his performances have never varied wildly. He's always given a good performance, and I'm I'm ready for him to do it again. And I I don't know like just a completely underappreciated actor that I think could have done even bigger things. And I'm curious. Like I kind of you know well, it makes me want to go see other things with he him. He went but. to Broadway shortly after. He was in Spam a lot. Like yes. a year later, he won a Tony for Curtains. Two or three years later, got to meet me, which I'm sure was the highlight of his career. <laughs> 
Um, you know, then was you said that <laughs> you did the that was a beautiful performance because you said that with the exact same like inflection so that it snuck in there and my brain went wait what <laughs> like it took me a minute to catch up on what you said I'm saying I'm sure he remembers that day wonderful Laurel Laurel is the David Hyde Pierce of this podcast just an excellent oh steady God, performance such a compliment. <laughs> Also, I'm just very gratified. I know you've never not been a David Hyde Pierce fan, but I'm just very gratified to hear you speak so glowingly of him because you're, you're you're on the Raw squad. And um, yes, but yeah, I just I'm I'm glad to hear uh, I'm glad to hear you giving credit where credit's due with him. Um, I've been a big fan of his vo- vocal work and mm. things. Um, he was in Hellboy. I thought he gave a great performance in Hellboy. I I hope that we don't see uh, Daphne's mom. I know it's probably not going to happen. Daphne's pregnant. She lives in Seattle. We're going to see her, but like. Yeah, I, I hope I hope we don't see her as much. I I I still like I said I was kind of starting to like her more I, and I more know, by I the end. I was never on that but, train. <laughs> but you know, I I also wouldn't like if you were like, and that was her last appearance. I wouldn't be like, oh Gertrude. You know, I'd be like, I'd be fine with that. I would love for them to be like, oh, we're we're just we're doing some revisionist history. Daphne's mom died when she was a young girl. I'd be like, great. <laughs> yeah. What? What uh? What is it? Who's a two thousand and three celebrity you would want to see Ooh. on the show in this final season? Two thousand three, two thousand three, two thousand three. I mean, like, well, this is hard because some of these people are still celebrities, like George Clooney, but like he's still a celebrity, you know, today. So somebody who's he would have been more of a get in two thousand, like an an easier get in yeah. two thousand three. I feel like I would love to see, you know, I again two thousand three. I think we're also ending. Or getting close to the end of The Sopranos, mm-hmm. I believe. Maybe no, maybe it's two thousand six. Oh yeah, James it, Gandolfini. It was, it was later. It was, it was yeah, it was later. James Gandolfini would be a good get on Frasier, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think um, of other like NBC shows that they would have been. Oh, uh, Patrick Stewart. That's who we should get because if we're getting the oh, yeah. the Star Trek people, we should get Patrick Stewart. Do, do, do um, think, like we should get a captain. Do we think like William Shatner appears? William Shatner. Well, because it, it feels like they're getting mostly like next generation and like recent people. Because remember, they're like on the soundstage like oh, that's right, right over. That's right, so that's right. Yeah. So it, it's so, but I but they haven't had. I think they had. Yeah, they had Brent Spiner was on one. I forgot he was the guy who may have ended up with BB with. Uh, 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 I always want to call her BB with Lilith. Okay. On the plane. Oh the guy right, who, right, like, right, 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 right. Uh-huh. In her episode, that you you would you would know him if you'd seen Star Trek because he's made up to look like an android, so like he's a little more recognizable. The guy from Independence Day who's got the long hair is like, you want to see something really weird? <laughs> the 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 scientist oh. in Area Fifty One. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh gosh, I don't know. Two thousand three. It's really hard for me to like recalibrate to to who would be appropriate for Frasier because I was seeing like more teen focused movies then. You know. Hmm. Um, well, why not? Like Jessica Alba uh, or Katherine Heigl. Sh- sure. Uh, I mean, I-, I was gonna say like Eminem. I saw Eight Mile. That was my first uh, R-rated movie to see in the theaters. Like, uh, like I'd be willing my, to bet that Eminem does not appear on Friday with my own, like with my own ID. So, um, have Have you ever seen the movie The Interview? Where they interview Kim no, Jong Il? No. Kim Jong Un? No. I had to be like the intern, the internship, the interview. No. <laughs> Eminem scene in that movie, like I really like that movie. I can understand why some people might just be like, "It's another dumb Seth Rogen movie." Uh, Seth Rogen. So this may become as a shock to you and our listeners. I find Seth Rogen humorous, but the the uh, the scene in that movie 
of Eminem is like it's worth looking up on YouTube just Eminem the interview scene because it does it's just encapsulated its own thing. It's really funny. I put it out there for my viewers. It really makes me laugh. But anyway. Did Kim Jong Un die? Am I making that up? Kim Jong Il. He Jong-un? no, not in not in real life. He might have in the, in the well, movie no, the interview. Are we are we sure? I don't think he did. He also does in Team America <laughs> World Police. Oh, wait, wait. Kim Jong-un is the current leader. I think I'm thinking, yes, Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-il is what I'm thinking of. Oh, it says former. Yes. I think he died. He did. He died in 2011. Kim Jong-il, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what that, that's So what Kim Jong-un, I think, is the one for the interview. I, I don't know. I don't. But it's Randall Park is Kim Jong-un, and he's really oh, good. Oh, I do like Randall Park. And he, and he plays a Kim Jong-un who's obsessed with the song Firework by Katy Perry. <laughs> It's really good. I think it's a very funny just, movie. Sometimes North Korea just doesn't have a, a sense of humor about itself. I also, gosh, I nope. died in 2011. Now I'm like, oh. Do we need to talk about the time I went to North Korea? North Korea? So Okay, well, it's, it's a little bit of an exaggeration. When, when you go, okay, when you're in South Korea and you can go to the um, the JSA, the Joint Security Area, the demarcation zone where like, Right. It's on the border of North and South Korea. They, they lead tours there. Like, the U.S. Army leads tours there and stuff. You just go on a tour, right, and right. you're in this, like, conference room. And when you cross to the other side of the conference table, you're technically on North Korea, or North Korean soil. Oh, okay. soil. So, yeah. And, like, you, you stand on this, like, porch, and you look just, like, across this courtyard. And the other side of the courtyard is, like, North Korea. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that's, well, never mind. Well, we don't need to edit that out. I have photos. I posted about it on Instagram. That's. You know. No, no, no! I wasn't gonna edit. Oh. I wasn't saying that. I was, I was gonna say there's if if any of our friends are Battlestar Galactica fans out there, it's like the uh, when the Cylons and the humans sign a treaty. Anyway, uh, do we have anything else we want to say? Speaking of uh, uh, un un uh, satisfying final. Oh, epic, I was gonna final say seasons. uninteresting things. Yeah. Um. Wow. Wow. So uh, we'll just I would one of I, the I'd, best one of the best war on terror and now. Uh, allegories out there is Battlestar Galactica. It's actually a really good sci-fi thing. Anyway. Uh, I, ha- so um, I, I should say, I have heard that. I, I know people yes. who normally do not like sci-fi things who love Battlestar Galactica. So yes. I'm not against ever giving it a try. But um, anyway, uh, I, I just want to say that guys, like we've, we've been doing some planning behind the scenes for the final season. Mm-hmm, so there's going to mm-hmm. be some, there's going to be some, some treats, some surprises, some interstitial episodes. Um, uh, if you have some other ideas of things we could do in the final season, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. Ryan, how can they reach us? I was really excited. I thought you were going to do the whole thing. So let me just settle into a cozy. It's like when Kirk goes back in the movies and gets in the Enterprise chair again and it fits just right. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at craniacs on Twitter. We're still on Twitter. Uh, craniacs, a Frasier podcast on Facebook. Get at us there. That's where I think... The most uh, stuff happens, although we do we do a lot of stuff on Twitter. Do mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on Twitter. Uh, we are available wherever you get your podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever you Stitcher, get them. Overcast. Stitcher, Overcast, uh, Pod Friends. That's one I made up. Uh, so anywhere you get your podcast, you know, because you're listening to us right now. So why don't you go to this application and rate us? Give us a five star review, the highest review possible. Review and subscribe while you're there. And then also, if you feel like giving us a four-star lore review, hmm, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Laurel, what should they do instead? Well, I think you should put that time and energy towards watching the Amazon documentary, Shiny Happy mm. People, which is four episodes long, and it is 
a bit of an in-depth expose about the Duggar family of TLC fame, the 19 Kids and Counting family uh, who live oh, in geez. Arkansas. Um, and uh, they were basically making money off the fact that they have a ton of kids and live a very conservative life. All their kids are homeschooled. It's a deep dive into not only kind of the predatory practices of TLC around this family, and you all may remember that gosh, maybe eight or nine years ago, it came out that their oldest son had been when he was younger and still living in the house before he was married, had been like molesting his sisters in the night. And the parents had like a state Real trooper. feel good, mm-hmm. you know. Interesting choice of words. Uh, they they had like a state <laughs> right. trooper friend like talk to him about how he shouldn't do that. A state trooper is now in prison for child pornography and the son is now in prison for child pornography, uh, possession of child pornography. So, a real fall from grace for this family that honestly shouldn't have been as hyped up as they were. It's a lot of like who didn't do their due diligence. Some of their children have now left and are speaking out about the upbringing that they had. So it's not only looking to the family, but into this organization called IBLP. And I don't remember what it stands. I think it's Institute of Biblical Liter- Leadership Principles, maybe. And it's this whole kind of way people live their lives, homeschooling where the kids don't get any sort of education that is at all like up to snuff with that will make them productive citizens in the world. And just it's, it's cult like basically, but um, it's four Mm -hmm. episodes. It kind of just scratches the surface. You're like, I would like a season two. Um, There are times, there are times where it's definitely hard to watch and things are hard to hear. um, But it's definitely really interesting. I was not a viewer of the different Duggar shows on TLC. Um, I think I've seen an episode or two of 19 Kids and Counting or whatever it's called. There was a bit that they used to do on the internet that was Pete Holmes, mm-hmm. where he did a show called Kid Farm. And it was <laughs> it was the same thing. It was the 19 Kids and Counting. And it was really funny because they had a friend who was like their neighbor who was clearly in love with the mom. <laughs> and it was like this whole weird, it's, it's, it was like a parody of it. It was very, very funny. Well, uh, you, you won't laugh very much while watching this, but no. uh, it's also, what, what's interesting about this is that people who are very close to the Duggars who've now broken ties with them are speaking out. So like the husband's mm-hmm. sister is speaking out against them. Like they're, they're really close friends who appeared on 19 Kids and Counting at times, like are speaking out about it. So um anyway i i highly recommend it um especially if, if you're kind of like me where i was like i know of this family and i like i've heard the occasional thing throughout the years and i obviously knew mm-hmm. about the son's uh crimes but yeah i just was some of the specifics i was a little fuzzy on i have not seen this documentary but i wanted to bring it up because i've seen two things about it on social media where apparently on netflix there is a, an american gladiators documentary yeah. And I have seen two different things where they said, where people said, I did not expect to cry at the end of the American Gladiators documentary, which to me is like the best endorsement advertisement for an American Gladiators documentary is like, oh, there's an emotional heart to this, this, this thing about American Gladiators. So that's one I kind of want to try and get, see if I can get Tara to watch with me. I guess this isn't so much a recommendation as a, if you see it, uh, craniacs let us know mm-hmm. what you th- let me know what you think i'm just interested to hear same same to you laurel if you if you watch it if i watch it i'll let you know i'll have a yeah maybe next time i'll have a better um review of it but yeah no i uh i i, I can't i can't wait to learn more about this you hear the idea of an american gladiators documentary you're like okay but two people going i didn't expect to cry at the end you're like well now you've you've intrigued me 
Yes. Uh, yeah. You no, know, it's true. It's true. That was not the reaction I was expecting. Um, but yeah. So Craniacs, take a listen. Let me know what you think. Take a listen. Yeah. Watch, watch shiny happy people. <laughs> watch, watch bo- either or both of those documentaries. And honestly, I'd love to hear about some more documentaries you guys are watching. Or just like TV shows. I'm in like, I'm, we've been finishing up some shows lately. So I'm a little like, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, check those out. And uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.